Hey there, and welcome to the BCHL podcast presented by Subway. Brent Mutis here from BCHL Communications, and on the eve of the last weekend of the regular season, we'll tell you what we can about the Chevrolet BCHL playoffs, but the picture is still pretty murky even though there are just a few games left. Something we do know is the finalists from each division for the league awards as the coaches have concluded their first phase of voting. Up for the Vern Dye Memorial Trophy for league MVP are Alex Newhook from the Victoria Grizzlies, Kevin Wall from the Chilliwack Chiefs, and James Miller from the Penticton Vs. In the running for the Bruce Allison Memorial Trophy for Rookie of the Year are Alexander Campbell from the Victoria Grizzlies, Kevin Wall again from the Chilliwack Chiefs, and Kent Johnson from the Trail Smoke Eaters. Top defenseman voting comes down to Carter Berger from the Victoria Grizzlies, Leighton Ahack from the Prince George Spruce Kings, and James Miller again from the Penticton Vs. For top goaltender, the finalists are Curtis Chapman from the Victoria Grizzlies, Logan Neaton from the Prince George Spruce Kings, and Jack LaFontaine from the Penticton Vs. Up for the Bob Fenton Trophy for most sportsmanlike player are Alexander Campbell again from the Victoria Grizzlies, Kalen Zito from the Langley Rivermen, and Mike Hardman from the West Kelowna Warriors. This year, we've had the league's broadcasters vote for Coach of the Year, and the finalists just announced Friday are Tyler Kuntz from the Powell River Kings, Brian Maloney from the Chilliwack Chiefs, and Joe Martin from the Merritt Centennials. We go to Chilliwack for our first interview segment this week, and Chiefs captain Skylar Brindamore was a guest on TSN 1040 Radio with hosts Matt Sakaris and Blake Price. The Chiefs recently anointed Brindamore the team's captain after they began the season with three alternates, and the conversation picked up there. The season began in Chilliwack with nobody wearing the C. It sounded like Coach wanted to see somebody earn it, and you've wrapped up the BCHL's President's Trophy for first place overall after your win yesterday, or sorry, on Sunday, over Prince George. It sounds like quite a journey for this club this year, that you guys have come a long way. Tell me about it. Yeah, um, you know, obviously started back in training camp, and, um, you know, I think expectations this year for us were a little bit low. Um, you know, we kind of had a lot of guys leave last year, and so we had a pretty pretty young group here. And, um, you know, I don't think there was much, uh, you know, I didn't think anyone, you know, we would be very, very good this year. It was more of a rebuilding year. But, um, you know, I think right from day one, everyone was uh, was bought in. And we, uh, you know, I think surprised a few people at the start. And then just kept getting better and better and uh, ended up, you know, obviously winning the league, which is uh, which is pretty cool accomplishment. So. Is somebody wearing the C now? Is coach uh, or somebody stepped up to get the C? Tell us about that decision. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, obviously, just a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, coach, I guess, you know, talked to some of the guys, and um, you know, they just, you know, decided it was time to to kind of give out the C. So I was, ended up, uh, you know, getting that that uh, that honor, and it was uh, it was pretty cool. Um, you know, obviously, it's. For me, it didn't it didn't change a whole lot. I think like we have a pretty good pretty good leadership group on our team, which is uh, which is you know start the start of the year, obviously. So uh, for me, it didn't change a whole lot. But um, obviously, it was a nice nice honor to uh, to get to wear it anyway. So you guys had a storybook year last year, uh, and you said there was a lot of guys that left here. But as with the national championship, there's a, a handful of you at least that were able to experience that as well. Do you guys do well with a little bit of adversity and a little bit of doubt? You guys, of course, got bounced in the playoffs early last year in the BCHL boys, but get the national championship. Do you think you guys are just a resilient group that uh, like to prove people wrong? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's obviously a big, a big part. Um, last year was was obviously not the not the year he wanted to have as far as regular season and playoffs. And so, uh, you know, I think we have obviously a couple guys coming back, and I think we kind of use that as a as a motivation factor that we wanted to. Uh, you know, obviously we didn't get we don't have the luxury of hosting the RBC this year, so we don't get that uh, chance to kind of get in no matter what. So we had to, uh, you know, obviously play well here in the playoffs and. Um, you know, it's a little bit of a motivation factor, and I think, you know, we try to, you know, not talk about the team too much last year, but let the guys know that it's uh, pretty special to uh, to win that, and, um, you know, if we can have the opportunity to do that again this year, it would be, uh, be awesome. So We've been hearing about Harrison Blaisdell on some draft watches for uh, a couple of years now. Uh, it could be his year this year. Uh, have you given him any uh, uh, tips on what it's like to sit around waiting for your uh, name to, call, uh, to come in the NHL draft? <laughs> no, not not too many tips. Uh, you know, he's obviously a great player, and um, you know, I'm sure he'll go he'll go pretty early in the draft. He's uh, you know, he's a great great person, and uh, you know, a really good player. So um, I don't think he'll have to wait too too long. And like you, as uh, an NHL legacy dad as well, so you guys share a lot in common. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're good buddies, and so. Uh, you know, I don't know. We don't talk too much about that, but it's uh, it's nice to know anyway. We're with Skyler Brindamore of the Chilliwack Chiefs. All right, let's get to brass tacks here, Skyler. What do you make of the Carolina Hurricanes post-game celebrations? <laughs> what do you think of their coach get, allowing them to get away with that disrespect to the sport of hockey? <laughs> yeah, you know, I I love. I think it's uh, I think it's fun. I think it's you know, obviously going back home over Christmas. I went to a few games and. Uh, you know, I don't know, it just gives the gives the fans, you know, a reason to stay and and uh, watch to the end there, and it's um, it's exciting to see what they're going to do next. So, um, I'm obviously a fan of it. I know some some people aren't, but um, I think the younger generation it appeals to them a little bit more, I guess. So, what's what's the Chiefs post game celebration? What do you do? You guys have a song? What do you, <laughs> what do you all do when you win? You know, we just we stick with the basic kind of stick tap around the uh, the center ice. Uh, it's not too exciting. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll spice it up a bit here, but I, I'm not sure. We might just might just stick with the old-fashioned uh, stick tap. Has your dad said if he cares one way or another about these celebrations? Um, I mean, I think he likes it. I think it's um, you know, I think some people take it the wrong way a little bit that it's you know showboating the team, but it, it's nothing like that. It's it's just more for the fans to to thank him for coming out, and um, so I think he's on board with it. Um, you know, he doesn't. Put too much thought in it. Obviously, he's kind of X's and O's to work on. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I think I don't think he has a problem with it or anything like that. So, well, Skyler, we wish you the best of luck here going forward. We appreciate the time here. Thank you for this, young man, and all the best in the playoffs. All right, I I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. Thank you, sir. That was Chilliwack Chiefs captain Skylar Brindamore in conversation this week with Matt Sikaris and Blake Price on TSN 1040. We go now to the BCHL Player of the Week report, and for the second time this season, it's Powell River Kings forward Ryan Bruchette. The product of Verdun, Quebec went off for four goals and five helpers in leading the Kings to five of a possible six points. Bruchette reached the 40-goal mark with a hat-trick Sunday against Victoria and leads the entire BCHL in goal scoring. For our second interview today, we talked to Bruchette's head coach, Tyler Kuntz, who we've already mentioned today as a finalist for the Coach of the Year. This audio was recorded before that news broke, so we couldn't ask him about it, but began rather on Bruchette, 
who has blossomed into a real sniper in his final season in the BCHL. I think he's getting excited for for playoffs, number one. Uh, number two, I think he's just one of those players that you're not going to have too many too many games where he's not producing. Uh, I think he got... I think he got maybe a little bit uh, took it personal when when Alex Newick scored a hat trick against us and five points in the the six two loss and one of those guys got to watch it from the bench for that one and he was dominant in the in the next game against Victoria. I mean, you know, I think a lot of our guys really were really uh, took that as a challenge and, and he's obviously at the forefront for our team and he's got it. Your best players have to be your best players, and he has been. Sticking with him for one more here, um, is there a typical kind of goal that he scores? I know I've heard it said that uh, skating isn't as strong a point for him as it is maybe for some other players, but he's a veteran guy. He's skilled. Um, is there a, a typical kind of goal that he that you envision him scoring when you think about it? Well, he's got an exceptional shot. I mean, his wrist shot is a it's a pro shot. You know, I've, I've worked with lots of NHL guys and worked with lots of high-end Western Hockey League guys that are draft picks, and he's, you know, he's right up there. His shot is is very good. I mean, it's it's very heavy. He's got a very quick release, and it's very accurate. So, I mean, if, you know, if he, I, I don't think there's a specific shot. I think if he has time and space to shoot, I, you know, in, in a, inside the dots, I think it's there's a good chance it's going in. We're talking with Tyler Coons, head coach from the, the Powell River Kings. It's your first full season as a, as a BCHL head coach. You've spent time at the collegiate level at, at UBC as a head guy. You've also uh, worked with the Vancouver Giants. You spent last season in Korea in the pro league there. Um, how do you feel you've grown as a head coach uh, this season? you're an assistant coach you're the smartest guy on the team <laughs> and then when you're a head coach you feel like you're the dumbest uh, I don't know I mean I, I wanted to get into junior hockey because I, I wanted to kind of be involved in more games I like the pace of, of playing more games I, I find it a little more exciting to get ready for the games I like the grind of getting teams ready and players ready and kind of the, the wins and the losses And um, I think I don't know I mean this year's been a challenging year with all the with all the different and injuries that we've had. I mean, you know, it's not an excuse. We've 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 been missing a lot of top players for a long time. That's been kind of challenging. But when I was with Vancouver as an assistant, I mean, we we went through a lot of the same things: injuries to top players. Uh, so I, I kind of had a lot of experience with the injury side. And I think one thing I learned through that was just to stick to the process and keep teaching. You can't really control it and, and just try to, you know, just try to get more out of the players you have. You know, I think it's just kind of always going back and reviewing the tape and finding out, you know, what did you do well, what didn't you do, what do you need to fix, um, and then you just kind of move on. Wanted to ask you a bit about um, your upbringing in the game. You're from Saskatchewan, Lumsden, I believe, is your hometown, and um, you have uh, a grandfather that was an NHL scout and pretty well-known guy. That, uh, from what I gather, you still kind of bump into people that uh, knew him and worked with him. So, can you tell us a bit about who he was and uh, what he did for a living? Uh, his name is Clay Rotherham. He was a he was a horse racer uh, when he was younger in Regina, and then. I don't know how he got involved in hockey, but he got involved in the Western Hockey League. And then 
he started scouting at Pittsburgh um, in the in the early '80s. Kind of, kind of, you know, Lemieux was kind of the big fish that they got. One of his first first goals at it. I mean, that was a big deal because they had to convince him to actually be drafted by them. Um, and then, and then from there he went to Washington. And then I got a little bit older. Kind of when he was with Washington, I started to figure out what he did. He would take me to lots of games in Regina, and I go to lots of Pats games. And, um, you know, I went to a Junior Cup in '87. There was a Junior Cup in Humble, and they brought teams from like Czech Republic. And back then, it was Czechoslovakia. And back then, it was me. He brought me and my cousin Casey, who's a couple years older than me. We were like best friends. And his other guy that he brought was Barry Trotz. His Trotz started scouting for the Capitals. So we spent a weekend up in Humboldt, and he had been scouting. Yuri Slager was a D-man, and Yarmir Yager, I believe, then was a 15-year-old that was playing for for Czechoslovakia. So he was kind of a up-and-coming guy um, that that was going to be picked in a couple of years. So um, you know, and then you, as you get older in the game and you start working in the game as a coach, you. You know, when I worked at UBC, you watch a lot of Giants games, and you go meet Glenn Dirk. He's from Regina, and he worked with my grandfather. And I just met, I was in Vernon a little while ago, and I met a guy named Bob Owen, who scouts for Winnipeg. And uh, he, next thing you know, he's, like, really close with my grandpa, so we started talking for that. We probably could have talked throughout the whole game if we wanted, but we talked for about half an hour. And yeah, it's just kind of... You know, it's a different. It's a different part of the game. It's a very important part of the game, and you end up just meeting lots of, you know, really excellent people that that are involved in hockey, and you get to figure out that man, there's there is really a lot of good people that work in the game, and and they always remember good people, and they always have a story, and yeah, so it's kind of nice that you know, it's I really care that I'm associated with my grandfather. I mean, it's just nice to hear that he was a good guy, and. Lots of people like being around him, and I, I just more enjoy the stories just because I miss him, and, and I know I know he was a great grandfather, and so I just kind of like hearing stories about him because I just like talking about him. So it's it's always nice to hear that stuff. Wanted to bring it back to the BCHL to finish up here. You got three games remaining, which you know have a game in hand on the team ahead of you, which is the Victoria Grizzlies. You got one home game and two on the road to finish up. So uh, probably not hard to maintain your group's focus with the potential to still take that top seed. But what is your guys' mentality going into the last weekend of the regular season? Somehow we kind of looked at that game on Sunday before the game and said, "Hey, man, you know, like." If we if we win this game, like it, it's actually not over, uh, we we could get first. Uh, so I think the mindset has just changed from just just take it one game at a time. You know, for us, if if we win, great. You know, if we win Friday, great. We move on to Saturday and we try to win that. If we win that, we try to win Sunday. And you know, at the same time, it, Victoria is in complete control of the situation. Um, they, they just need to win their games and take care of themselves, and, and they'll be fine. I think we've done a pretty good job within our own division. Um, so, you know, we've respected every opponent we've played in our division. We've played hard. We've had a lot of close games. Uh, right now, I think our our record is 22-6-1 and in our division. So I think we've done a pretty good job of trying to take care of our opponents in our division. Um, so whoever we play will be... We'll be ready to go and we'll be confident and 
and we're just going to do the best we can. And, yeah, it'd be great to finish first, especially with all the thing that's happened at Power River in the last year and a bit. You know, it'd be kind of nice for the board and the town and the staff that was here last year and the returning players. Like, you know, that'd be a nice feather in their cap. That was Powell River Kings head coach Tyler Kuntz. Time for a quick break, but we'll be back right after this. At Subway, we're all about making it what you want, even when we're advertising our new $4 Mighty Melts. Oh, yeah? Then let my piggy bank do the ad. Um, okay. So Subway has these new $4 Mighty Melts, three tasty sandwiches with melted cheesy goodness on warm toasted ciabatta buns for just $4 each. Four bucks? At that price, no one's going to be busting me open. I'm immortal. For a limited time only at participating restaurants, excludes extras plus tax. No additional discounts or coupons may be applied. Try Subway's $4 Mighty Melts today. Welcome back to the podcast. We go now to our final guest and an interview with Wenatchee Wild veteran defenseman Chad Sasaki. The third-year blue liner out of Cypress, California, just set a new wild record for goals by a defenseman with numbers 14 and 15 last weekend. The Wild have already played all 58 games, so get to enjoy a weekend off as they get prepped for the playoffs where they are the defending BCHL champs. Sasaki says the time off will help everyone get rested and ready for what they hope is another long playoff run. I think we're just going to rest up this weekend, try and get our bodies in, in good shape for the playoffs. Obviously, we had kind of a rough stretch with some injuries there, but uh, I think we're finally getting healthy, and uh, we're excited. We're excited to get going, hopefully make another good run. When you guys have a, you know an idle night or a whole weekend, which doesn't happen all that often during the season, do you guys often get together and watch hockey or you know, take in NHL games on TV, or do you follow what's happening in the rest of the league when you're not playing? Sasaki from the Wenatchee Wild. Um, Chad, you've had yourself a really nice season. I mean, your point totals have increased every year you've been in the league, as you'd expect for a veteran guy like yourself. You have four goals in your last six games. You wind up with 15 for the regular season. Um, what's been going so well for you of late with uh, the points production? Uh, I think, uh, obviously, a lot of uh, the credit needs to go to my teammates. we got a ton of guys that can make plays, move the puck, and especially with the system Just hoping to keep that going. 
You mentioned a little earlier that uh, you know you're hoping to go on another deep run. Of course, you guys went all the way through the BCHL playoffs, won the Fred Page Cup last year, um, went all the way to the RBC Cup uh, National Championship. Um, you know, there were so many great players on that team, um, guys like uh, Cooper Zeck, who I'm sure you played quite a bit with on the blue line, and AJ Vanderbeck, and uh, so many others. And who are you in touch with uh, from that team? That's you know now now not with you anymore, but playing in college. three years in the BCHL now um, like we mentioned you're a 15 goal man this year and you know a new a new career high in points what, what do you think is the most improved part of your game if you could compare yourself now to the way you were three seasons ago as a rookie yourself you're from cyprus california uh your teammate last year slava demon also is from there um but i looked it up on elite prospects i think there's only 15 players from from that area that have made it as far as junior hockey so uh, can you tell us a bit about how you got involved in the game as a young man up touching on your, your college commitment for next year you're um, committed to go to Colorado College and you know I was checking back and originally I think you might have been even slated to, to head off to college for this season but were you happy you've come back to the BCHL for that last year of development and you know, what are your thoughts about joining the Tigers program next year? Wenatchee Wild defenseman Chad Sasaki. 
And that will do it for the podcast this week. For all the latest BCHL news, check bchl.ca and follow the league on social at GoBCHL. This is Brent Mutis from BCHL Communications. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.